When I'm faced with impossible situations, am I the kind of person who would knock a hole in the roof to reach Jesus? Am I willing for people to not understand some of my actions in order to do whatever is necessary to touch Him? Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. But I want to ask you a question first. What would you think if while we were sitting here in church that we heard a drilling noise up on the roof and parts of the plaster started falling down here in the sanctuary and we looked up and there were some guys up there that were staring down at us because they couldn't get in because it was so crowded in here. So they went up on the roof and they knocked a hole in the roof so that they could hear and see what was going on. Well, it sounds kind of silly. Doesn't it sound silly? I mean, we'd probably call the police. We'd have them arrested. We'd call the insurance company, file a claim, because I'm not going to fix the roof. But you know something? That's exactly what happened to Jesus, as told in the book of Mark. While he was preaching in a town called Capernaum, and I'm sure you know the story, four guys brought their paralyzed friend, a handicapped friend, on a bed, and knowing that the Lord could heal him, but it was so crowded in this house, they couldn't get in. So they plotted and figured out a way where they could take this friend up on the roof. And then they knocked a hole in the roof and lowered their friend in so that Jesus could see him. And of course... The Lord healed him. But that's not why I'm telling you the story this morning. Something new caught my attention about this event. Because the Bible says that when they had broken through and lowered their friend down, it says, when Jesus saw their faith, he turned to the paralyzed person and he said, Son, your sins are forgiven. And then he healed him. And you see, this story clearly demonstrates how much God loves people of action. The word doesn't say that Jesus spoke a word to these four guys. And it doesn't say that they said anything to him. But what he saw was enough. He saw that they were concerned for their friend. He saw it wasn't easy getting a crippled man up on a bed and on the roof. He saw that they believed Jesus was the only answer. My mom tells this story. That after having two sons, my brothers Glenn and Ron, the doctors told her that she needed an operation and the result would be that she couldn't have any more children. So disappointed, she consulted five different doctors. She got the same diagnosis. So she scheduled the surgery. Upon hearing this news, my Uncle George, who was a young evangelist, began calling her and begging her to wait on the surgery. Because he was so convinced that God would heal her. Finally, she relented. 
And the day before the surgery, she traveled to where Uncle George was holding a revival, where she went forward for prayer, and God healed her of her condition right there. Obviously, my little sister Vicky, who's with us this morning, and, and I are the living, and our kids, and our grandkids are the living testimonies of that miracle. My Uncle George was willing to knock a hole in the roof for my mom. Proud to say that Uncle George, at age 91, is still traveling and preaching. He is, and still knocking holes in roofs for people. This story in Mark makes me wonder, when I'm faced with impossible situations, am I the kind of person who would knock a hole in the roof to reach Jesus? Am I willing for people to not understand some of my actions in order to do whatever is necessary to touch him? Have I ever been willing to do anything to reach Jesus for someone else like those four men did? Can I ask you this morning, are you the kind of person to knock a hole in the roof to reach Jesus? The word said... When Jesus saw their faith, he saved their friend and he healed him. Their faith was their action to do something to reach Jesus. So listen to me. Whatever you're dealing with today and whatever you're going through, when we have our prayer time here in just a few moments, I hope you'll come. And I hope you'll come like the four guys on the roof knowing that Jesus is the answer to your situation. And if you do, I promise you, something good will happen in Jesus' name. Did you know that generosity strengthens your faith? Stay tuned to hear how to tap into God's promises that have benefits beyond this life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 847-312-8197. And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I want to take a moment to share with you on the power of generosity. You know, I've been fortunate in my life to, to have had some very generous people around, and in, and in every case, and I'm sure you have too, but in every case, these are people who, who I admire and that uh, I want to be like. And because of them, I've made it a point to notice and to study people who have the gift of generosity. And in studying the phenomenon of generosity, I've found that sometimes even generous people don't know why they're generous or why it's such a good thing to be generous or why it's a big deal that they are generous. They just naturally tend to be that way. But did you know that there are lots of very good reasons why we should all be generous people? Now, first of all, generosity is defined several ways. Webster says it's the habit of giving. 
Others define it as a willingness to give. I found one definition that said it's a spirit of giving. But in all cases, generous people are consistent givers, not only with their money, not only with their money, but with their time and their talents. So why should we all be generous? Well, the first reason to be generous is because it emulates a characteristic of Jesus Christ. Who is more generous than Christ? Who has been more generous to you than Jesus Christ? The word says, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. When Christ walked this earth and since he lives in us, no one ever gave of himself like he did. If we're serious about following Christ, we must learn to give of ourselves generously. And that's enough reason right there to be generous. But there's more. The next reason is because generosity defeats materialism in our own life. The word says that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It also says that you can't serve both God and money. You see, God knows that man by himself will always struggle with temptations of material things. But by exercising generosity in our lives, we can overcome that. By placing the needs of others above our own desires, we come to know that the most important things in life are not things. And another reason is because generosity strengthens our faith. It creates a bonding experience with the Lord. The word says your giving proves the reality of your faith. When we give generously, we know that we are tapping into principles and promises that God has for us. And that we will experience how they work in our life. And finally... Generous giving is an investment in today and eternity. Did you know that? The word gives us many references to how giving blesses us in our daily life. It says, give generously and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and everything you put your hand to. And the Apostle Paul said, whoever sows generously will also reap generously. So generosity comes back to us in blessings. But what is more exciting than that is how generosity has benefits that go beyond this life. Our generosity doesn't determine how we get to heaven. Our acceptance of Christ who died for our sins does that. But the Lord said, don't store up treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. The Lord wants us to develop a kingdom mentality. And he wants us to understand that our generous spirit is an investment in this life and the next. You know, when I was about 19 years old, I'd started my first business. And I messed up with my largest customer who was a very wise and successful businessman. And I couldn't afford to fix the problem I created. It would essentially put me out of business. 
So I went to him and I told him I was sorry. And I couldn't fix it. But I would do anything he asked me to. He said, Bob, I know you can't fix the problem. And I'm going to take care of this for you. Because I believe you'll learn something from it. I never forgot that tremendous act of generosity to me. And what I learned was one of the greatest lessons of my life. You see, the power of generosity in our life doesn't have anything to do with what we give up of what we have. It's about how our life is enriched because of our generosity to others and what we can become by emulating the character of Christ in our daily life. Do you sometimes feel like the pressures of life have hindered your generous spirit? Do you say, I wish I could be more generous, but I just can't? If that's you, you're letting the enemy defeat you in this area of your life. I know the Lord will help you get your generous spirit breathing alive in your life again. We simply have to reach out to others with our time and our talent and with whatever resources we're, we have. And when we do that, this generous spirit that's inspired by God will stir us and, and change us. And God will bless you in ways that you can not even imagine. And when we do that, I promise you, something good will happen in Jesus' name. Wouldn't it be nice if we didn't have to think about money all the time? Coming up, learn how facing financial struggles is part of the journey God has put us on. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Attention small business owners. If you operate a retail business and are looking for great selling products with high margins, consider becoming a Nebo dealer. Nebo was founded by Christian business owners Bob and Glenn Bollinger and is the leading brand for independent retailers everywhere. Here's why. Nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space, a constant stream of new innovative lights, incredible impulse displays, and an industry-only buyback guarantee, which means Nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell. So if you own a retail business of any type, become a Nebo dealer and start turning profits like never before. Receive a free no-obligation sample of a great Nebo light and see for yourself. That's right. Get a free Nebo light and a Nebo catalog. To get your free flashlight and catalog, go to NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. That's NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. According to the New York Times, the Verizon company will receive over a billion dollars of bailout stimulus money to bring uh, fast internet service to low-income areas around the country. So soon, people will be able to go online and see that they have no money in the bank at at 768 kilobits per second. (laughs) I think it's great that how they're using all that money. You know, I've been a part of 
the tithes and offering time of the service for several years now, and by now, you know that I don't always talk about tithing and giving or money issues. Many times I'm just hoping to bring an encouraging word to some of you. But this morning, I want to remind us that this part of the service is very meaningful because it's not only a biblical directive for us to tithe and to give, but tithing and giving is something we all need to do. We need to do it for ourselves and for our own spiritual growth. And we especially need to give in difficult times. Let's talk about tithing for a second. Tithing, or giving 10% of our income, really isn't giving the same way. Tithing is an act of obedience. And it's important to God that we do it. And when we do it, we're acknowledging that everything we have belongs to God. And that's a good enough reason we should tithe. But the reason we need to tithe, say with me, need to tithe. The reason we need to tithe is because when we tithe, the remaining 90% of what we have is blessed. So while tithing is expected, it's also respected. But giving is also an important part of our life and is very important to God. Did you know that there are over 2,000 verses in the Bible that reference money or possessions? In contrast, there are about 500 verses about faith and about 500 verses about prayer. And of the 38 parables that Jesus used, 16 of them had to do with money. In the Bible, the word give is used 2,285 times. That sounds like a lot. The word love appears 733 times. The message here is that what we do with and how we handle our money is a big deal in developing our relationship with the Lord. You see, God uses money to test us. And hear this. Amazingly, He allows us to use money to test Him. One of the reasons we need to give, say we need to give... Well, that was, that was really enthusiastic. <laughs> say with me, we need to give. give. Is because giving keeps our heart in the right place. What we give to defines our, our priorities. The Word says where our treasure is, our hearts will follow. And there is nothing better to defeat materialism in our life than giving. Giving affirms that old saying that the greatest things in life are not things. Another reason we need to give, say we need to give. We need That's better, thank you. We need to give simply to benefit other people. Since the beginning of time, there has always been those who are in great need. And the Lord made it clear that the church, that's us, are supposed to help them. We're not to share the gospel with them and just stop. We're to love them. And we're to share with them in tangible ways. The old saying is that you can, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. We also need to give. So we can see God's principles and truths manifested directly into our own life. 
Let me say that again. We need to give so we can see God's principles and truths manifested directly in our own lives. The Word says, Give, and it will be given to you in good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over and pouring over into your lap. We need to give so we can experience that in our own life. And finally, we need to give. Because giving glorifies God. You see, giving really is an act of worship. Just like praising Him is. The Word says it's more blessed to give than receive. And giving is a way that we can tangibly show our gratitude for all that He has already given us. Wouldn't it be nice if we didn't have to think about money all the time? I mean, we didn't have to try and make ends meet, have to provide all the needs for our families. I mean, I know we feel that way. But you see, that struggle, that challenge to meet all the demands of the day is part of the journey that God has put us on. And when we labor in the field and earn our wage and are still faithful, in spite of our financial struggles, He places in our hearts the desire to give what we can knowing that it takes faith to do it. And that's when something special happens. That's when we grow stronger in the Lord. That's when His principles about money and prosperity are activated in our lives. And that's why we need to give. So giving is important. And we need to do it well. The Apostle Paul said this, See that you excel in this grace of giving. Now, I happen to know, in case you don't, that Bethesda has always been a generous and giving place. You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. Or Bobby at onthebrightside.org, 847-312-8197 or Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com 
or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.